Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has been sending political and economic shockwaves across the world since it began last month. But last week, a new environmental concern emerged. Russian troops seized the largest nuclear power plant in Europe after attacking it overnight and starting a fire that stoked fears of a calamity. Now, while nuclear concerns have been getting a lot of media attention, the country also has power stations, chemical warehouses, and other non-nuclear power plants, along with biodiversity, that, if attacked, could be devastating for the environment in the long term. And the damage has already begun. So we've been working with this Dutch NGO PACS that shared its analysis. And they've already identified more than two dozen sites where environmental damaging spills and explosions and fires were taking place. Today, Politico Europe's Antonia Zimmermann on how this war is putting Ukraine on the path toward environmental disaster. It's Tuesday, March 8th. So what's the latest with Ukraine's Zaporizhia nuclear power plant? What sort of damage was sustained and what does it mean for Ukraine? So over the weekend, the International Atomic Energy Agency actually said that the plant management is now under Russian control. At the time, we knew that it was only an administrative building that was under fire. So there was actually no radioactive release. But obviously, the agency is now very concerned that the plant management is also under Russian control. And its director, Rafael Grossi, actually said that he really fears the situation is degrading at the plant. But we don't have any evidence of radioactive release at Zaporizhia at the moment. Moving forward, as this invasion continues, if Russia decides to attack more nuclear power plants in Ukraine, what sort of environmental damage could the country see? So analysts usually say that a repeat of the 1986 Chernobyl disaster is very unlikely because the plants are designed in a different way. But what can happen is radioactive release that's more regional. I think what we also have to keep in mind, however, is that there's more risks than just a facility being hit. There's also a danger in not being able to monitor these plants properly, which could then also lead to things not going as they should. So there's really more risks to it than just the nuclear facilities being hit. And it's not just nuclear power plants, right? There's also power stations, chemical warehouses, and other non-nuclear power plants. What are some of the concerns more broadly there? What sort of environmental impacts could those attacks have? The industrial environment in Ukraine is very distinctive, exactly because you have hundreds of chemical plants and mining sites and then these nuclear waste dumps and energy plants. And we already see a lot of fires burning at oil depots and and munition dumps. In the Donbass region alone, it's estimated that there are about 4,000 hazardous sites. And some of these incidents could really make entire districts unlivable for decades, simply because they are home to very toxic chemicals that could leach into the environment, could leach into the water and contaminate adjacent areas. 
Wow. Yeah, your reporting also suggests that sustained war could wreck Ukraine's environmental governments. Could you explain what that means? In times of war, many things are not as much of a priority as they are otherwise. So obviously many things can't be conducted as might be necessary or as would be the case under different circumstances. So that's, for example, environmental monitoring, but also different environmental projects that could be carried out. And Ukraine was not a country that started off very well in terms of its environmental state. The Donbass region is also a heavily polluted region. And so some of these projects that might be really necessary to restore nature, to secure um, ecosystems, some of these projects will simply not be able to be carried out anymore, which can also have a damaging effect on the country's environmental progression in the long term. Given all of that, and just to summarize, what could the environmental legacy of this invasion be then in the short term and long term for Ukraine? In the short term, we've already seen heavily polluted air. And then obviously, many environmental monitoring groups are also warning that we really need to keep a close eye on how this is progressing. And their main warning is that once Russia could start deliberately targeting some of that infrastructure, that could really lead to severe environmental damage being done. That would increase the risk of heavy contamination of certain areas of water, but also of of air and soil, and could really add to the humanitarian impacts that this war is already having. Also, on Monday, the Environmental Protection Agency proposed a new regulation to significantly curb conventional pollution from heavy-duty trucks. The rule to curb nitrogen oxide emissions applies to a variety of big trucks, like 18-wheeler freight haulers, school and transit buses, along with work vehicles like delivery vehicles and cement trucks. For context, the heavy-duty trucks make up just 4% of vehicles on the road, but account for about a quarter of the transportation sector's harmful emissions. Environmental groups say this new rule could accelerate the transition to zero-emission trucking. The rule proposed on Monday is also part of a series of planned actions at EPA to address truck emissions in general. Future regulations will also look to address medium-duty vehicle emissions and strengthen greenhouse gas emissions limits for heavy-duty vehicles starting in 2030. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that, one day, can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com forward slash RNG.